This is Louisiana Considered on WWNO in New Orleans and WRKF in Baton Rouge. I'm Diane Mack. Just ahead on today's show, we're expecting a call from the Queen of Bounce. Yes, Big Frida is on a new adventure, and she means business. She'll dish about her new TV docuseries. And Ashe Cultural Arts Center co-founder Carol Bebel releases her first collection of music in retirement. It's called Medicine Bag, a prescription for healing. It's part folk music, R&B, and a little spiritual. But first... Hospitals across the country are experiencing a severe health care staffing shortage that is impacting patient care. But staffing isn't only affecting hospitals. It's also making it more difficult for emergency and ambulatory services to answer 911 calls. Gulf State's newsroom, health care reporter Shalina Chatlani, climbed into an ambulance to see how emergency care has changed. For New Orleans Emergency Services Lieutenant Noah Feldman, 911 calls like this are fairly common. I have a breach delivery in progress in the third. All right, I'm in the third on 610. I can drop off. Feldman turns on his siren, and we're off down the bumpy streets of New Orleans. We're going to a, a labor and delivery in progress. They said the baby's possibly breached. Today, we're riding in a sprint unit. They don't transport patients, but they have sirens and extra supplies, sort of like backup for an ambulance. But right now, there is no ambulance. We didn't have a unit available because they were stuck on the wall, so they're trying to Stuck on the wall. That means they're sitting outside the hospital waiting for their patient to be taken into hospital custody. The ambulance can't leave until that transfer happens. And these days, more and more patients end up waiting. The impact of being stuck on the wall is like... Nobody's getting to you, yeah. It can create dire situations for people like Alana Jefferson, the expectant mother attached to the ultrasound machine. Jefferson needs an ambulance, so Feldman calls a partner from another parish. They show up in good spirits. Upside down and inside out, I'm about to show all you folks what it's all about. I'm taking it back to the old school, because I'm an old fool. Your other pregnancy. What are you feeling right now? You're laughing? I'm feeling a lot of pain. <laughs> what they making me laugh. You want to all the way back. They come back by another good They serenaded and safely transported Jefferson to a hospital. While Jefferson made it to her emergency C-section, Feldman explains that emergency services, especially on the heels of the pandemic, have been increasingly strapped. And that's problematic for the quality of patient care. EMS data shows the number of patients who ended up stuck on the wall of a hospital before receiving a bed has more than doubled in New Orleans since 2019. That means more and more ambulances are tied up. Justin Back, president of the Ambulance Division from Acadian Ambulance, says this trend is seen nationally. The root cause of it is a staffing crisis. It's a lack of capacity on, on the provider side, on the, on, on the transport entity side as well. The U.S. and countries around the world are dealing with historical staffing shortages in healthcare. During the pandemic, people have retired or quit from burnout and lack of pay, and it's hard to recruit people into healthcare too. EMS is struggling as well. New Orleans EMS has a 40% turnover rate. Hospitals don't have enough staff to accept patients and ambulances quickly and regularly ask that patients be taken elsewhere because they're overwhelmed. The cost of recruitment and retention of staff in EMS and hospitals is high. In a lot of cases, EMS 
are the safety net provider in a lot of rural communities. And so this is a very, very dangerous place for the industry and the nation to be. Back says Acadian Ambulance is trying to tackle the problem by creating incentives for people to become an EMT, like paying for their training. And they've given raises to staff, and they're even trying to recruit people from abroad. But so far, no one thing is getting patients through the system faster. It's not enough. After helping with the baby delivery, Feldman turns back to a trauma center in the heart of New Orleans. So a lot of these units have been here for a while. There, about a half dozen ambulances from all across the state are lined up. All of them are waiting to transfer patients to the hospital so they can go back into service. Feldman says ambulance crews try to be respectful and flexible of hospitals which are understaffed. Some of our solution involves you know, making sure we don't take every patient to the same hospital. We're spreading out as they're holding on the wall at other hospitals, too, and we can go to other hospitals and see the same thing. But some EMS ambulances have traveled hours just to get here with their patients and are still waiting for a bed. It's clear the problem won't go away tomorrow. The hospitals are extremely busy and wall time multifaceted. Like, you need to know, like, when you call an ambulance, it's not a show up, go to the hospital, get a bed. I mean, there's a slow process. Feldman, who ultimately decided to leave his post at New Orleans EMS to become a physician assistant, says progress will depend on recruiting people and setting them up to thrive. So they decide to stay and take those 911 calls. For the Gulf States Newsroom, I'm Shalina Chatlani. The Gulf States Newsroom is a collaboration among public media stations in Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama. Coming in the summer of 2023, New Orleans' own Big Frida will bring us the brand new series, Big Frida Means Business. This new show documents the queen of Bounce's new music and entrepreneurial endeavors that have occurred since her last docuseries, Big Frida Bounces Back. Co-produced with the Emmy award-winning team at World of Wonder Productions, the new series will premiere in summer 2023 on Fuse and Fuse Plus. Big Frida joins us now for more on her musical journey and this exciting new series. Thanks for being here. No problem. Thanks for having me. How are you doing today? Doing very well today. Now, Frida, it's hard to imagine that there is anyone in New Orleans unfamiliar with your work. You've been in the city's hip-hop circle for decades. You've collaborated with artists like Beyonce, Lizzo, and Boys to Men. But can you tell us a little bit about Bounce Music? What is it? What does it sound like? And how did you become the genre's queen? So bounce music is a New Orleans-based music. You know, it is a subgenre of hip-hop. It has a lot to do with shaking and moving of the body parts. You know, it's been around for a long time. It used to be just, you know, a local thing, but now it has bounced all the way around the world, national and international. I became the queen of it because I worked so hard, you know, for it. I have been able to be blessed to travel from far and near to represent for the city of New Orleans and for the culture. I define bounce music as up-tempo, it's heavy bass, it's call and respond type music, and it has definitely a lot to deal with shaking up the butt. <laughs> now you've spent a lot of time in front of the camera. You've worked on the Fuse Network to release Big Frida, Queen of Bounce, and Big Frida Bounces Back. Tell us a bit more about these shows. Yeah, so um, Big Frida Bounces Back and Big Frida, Queen of Bounce were shows that was documenting my life and what I did, you know, 
following me around the world performing, you know, things that I've done, you know, putting out my book, all of the stories that have connected me and my team and, you know, drama with the dancers and the choreographer and it just was an interesting show. It was a family show that everybody loved and everybody watched. So, you know, that was just the just of the Queen of Bounce and, and, and Big Frida Bounces Back. Now, Big Frida Bounces Back was actually the highest rated show in Fuse history. What do you think it was that made the show so successful? I think just being authentically myself, you know, not acting a certain way for the camera, keeping things natural and authentic to me and to who I am. I think that was what it was. And people fell in love with just being able to see that side in the reality world, you know, and we never had scripts. We never had scripts to follow. Everything was naturally, organically happening. They would just follow me to the studio or follow me to a performance. They don't know what would happen, and I didn't know what would happen. So they got to catch the real magic of Big Frida developing, you know. And it was also a chance for fans to see me grow from one point to another point for for over six seasons. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Louisiana Considered on WWNO in New Orleans and WRKF in Baton Rouge. We are speaking with New Orleans hip-hop bounce artist Big Frida. And now, Frida, of course, you're set to debut Big Frida Means Business. Tell us about that show and how that's different from your previous endeavors. Well, you know, Big Frida Means Business premieres this summer on Fuse and Fuse Plus. You know, I'm still shaking things up on the dance floor, (laughs) but I'm also shaking things up in the business world now, you know, with new ventures like my hotel, my record label, you know, my eyewear and my cannabis line. And I'm super excited, you know, for these new series, you know, to happen. It will follow me on the business side. Let people see the entrepreneurship, me having meetings, me talking numbers, me really getting involved of what I do in my business day-to-day life. Now, tell us a little bit more about those business ventures that are outside of the music world. Did I hear you say something about a cannabis business? Yes, I have a cannabis business that I have started called the Royal Bud. You know, it started in California. Yes, you got to have your crown on your bud. And, um, yes, the cannabis line has dropped in California. It's in selected stores, and we are expanding to more stores. We will be expanding to also different states. So I'm super excited about it. You know, I want people to have the experience that I have with cannabis. And so this will give them the opportunity to be in Frida's world of that smoking, you know, or what the queen smokes. And you said something about eye makeup? My eyewear line. Tell us more about that. Yeah, Big Frida is coming with the shades, baby. I mean, that's going to have... Your hater blockers on. I mean, it's going to be all different type of style shades. You know, coming back into that world, I used to have a shade line before with chili beans, and now I'm coming back with Eye Candy Creations, and me and them are business partners, and the Big Frida Eyewear called Shade will be coming out soon. Well, you've got a lot going on. I know this show also reveals the ups and downs of your personal relationships. Can you tell us a bit about the decision to show your personal life and relationships to your viewers? I mean, you know, 
the decisions, you know, when when you're into reality and you're doing all of these things to let the fans get to come into your life, you know, it's not really a pick and choose thing. You kind of just really becomes an open book. And, you know, they had to see a part of that. Devin's fully involved in my life and they got an opportunity to see what how me and my lover role and and you know it has ups and downs like every other relationship you know you can't just see the good that's bad with it too you know and why do you think that it's important to to show this i think it's important just to let people see the realness you know that everything is not just going to be all peaches and cream all the time there's going to have bumps in the road there's going to have obstacles and that you know, you can still overcome those things and get through them. You know, I got to see my mom and dad go through a roller coaster of ups and downs. And, you know, I I guess I get it from them, you know, being able to, you know, show our love in, in, a, in, in different ways. You know, even when we fuss or we fight, we still love each other and we still know how to make up and, and, and move on past those things. And before we go, tell me about the title of the show, Big Freedom Means Business. Where did the idea come from, and what business are we talking about? It's all about the entrepreneurship of Big Freedom, you know, and Big Freedom Means Business, you know, me and the network came up with, you know, some names that we wanted to put in a, in a hat, and Big Freedom Means Business took out the most because it's all about showing young inspiring people or anyone who's interested in starting a business or wants to know how, you know, to go about in the business world, this show will help you to kind of lay out things and how you need to handle things when you're starting a business or when you're developing a business. Big Frida is a New Orleans-based hip-hop bounce artist and entrepreneur. You can catch her new show, Big Frida Means Business, in the summer of 2023. Frida, thanks so much for being here. You already know. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Have a good one. (laughs) You too, my love. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. From WWNO in New Orleans and WRKF in Baton Rouge, you're listening to Louisiana Considered. I'm Diane Mack. Carol B. Bell, a New Orleans cultural icon, poet, essayist, and co-founder of the renowned Ashe Cultural Arts Center, is embracing the second half of life with the release of her first collection of music. It's called Medicine Bag, a prescription for healing. Carol joins us now. Welcome to Louisiana Considered. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You have found yet another voice as you navigate your journey into retirement. Yeah. How did this collection of music, Medicine Bag, come about? I've always loved music, all kinds of music, the whole spectrum. You know, it spoke to me. And I think, I guess, somewhere around 30 or so, I kept saying I wished that I could be a part of making music knowing that I wasn't a musician, and it wasn't my first voice, but I thought maybe a lyricist, you know, being a poet, right? And so uh, in 2019, when I stepped away, I had a general sense of what I wanted to do, but nothing specific. And then tragedy struck when my brother was a victim of COVID. 
event in a process of, you know, because at that point in time, people didn't know what was going on. He had been to three hospitals. He was at the third hospital, Turo. And I've since come to know that he was patient zero, I think, at Turo Hospital. And so the combination of having time on my hands and then having this huge thing to have happened that really brought me into my feelings, I kind of was like sitting and trying to figure things out when Janet Sula Evans came to visit and wanting to check on me and all. And she said, you know, Carol, what are you wanting to do? And I I talked with her a little bit about all of the content on culture and trying to find as many ways as I could, talking with her about how culture was a healing force also, and then talking with her about this quiet desire I had of trying to find a way to be able to make my way into the realm of making music. And she said, hold on a second. And she picked up the phone and called someone, and she said, I'm over here talking to Carol V. Bell, and she wants to make music. What do you think? She said, that was Joy Clark. She said, we're going to start meeting next Thursday. <laughs> and that's how it all got started. I got a kind of a melody, a rhythm in my head, and I, I had the lyrics for the song, and then I would wind up getting with them. And the musicians would then help to essentially evolve the music and to arrange it. But the music is really about my healing, like things that work to be healing for me. But it's also about healing in a general sense for everybody. Let's talk about some of the songs in the collection and what inspired them. The first one is 2020 Blues, which was written as kind of a musical trigger to remind us of what 2020 was about. And the whole piece was triggered by Youssef Salam, who's one of the Central Park Five. He was in an interview with Ava DuVernay and Oprah Winfrey when he was asked what had he gotten out of the experience of making a film. And he said, well, you know, 2020 is perfect vision. And I went, oh my God. I said, it certainly is. And that was the trigger that created the inspiration for that song. 2020 was the year of perfect vision 2020 see the writing on the wall 2020 brother yourself felt to see it 2020 did you hear the clarion call 2020 2020 ready for change. And it is about like reminding us of what happened, but also how we got changed, how we got made open, how we got more capable of being able to recognize the value of others to us. You know, uh, the grocery store stocker, when you went to the store and there wasn't anything on the store shelves and all. Um, A few of them are like ditties, things that were like things I played with that we grew to a fun song. Uh, One of those was I'm Here, which was simply about my recognizing that I had really turned the page and found myself in another place. And then there was the piece, which is an homage to my mother, which is called Little Pieces. My mom used to make soups for a few occasions when people were sick. She made soup when the weather got cool. And she took little pieces of things to make the soups. But she also did that in terms of creating the life that she did for us. Little pieces, little pieces. Want to work on the season? Like life. Everything's gonna be fresh vegetables this time. A little of this, a little of 
And so that's kind of the inspiration for Little Pieces, and I love making soup now, I am sure, as a result of who my mother was. Another piece is called Don't Forget to Pray, which was kind of a fun piece, too. I have lots of friends, some who are believers, some who are agnostic, some who are atheists. But there's one thing in common with all of them. When they get in trouble, either, oh, my God, or oh, Lord. And so Don't Forget to Pray is kind of out of that recognition that in a day's time, we ought to find some time to be able to take a few moments to be able to pray, whatever that is for you. And then the theme piece, which is called Medicine Bag. It's a recognition that all of us, we all have our medicine. We may not notice it. We may not recognize it and carry it as medicine, but we all have it. And that's what the song suggests, that sometimes it's it's sitting and having tea with someone. Sometimes it's dancing, listening to music. It's, you know, having a meal with somebody that you consider a mentor. It's getting hugged by someone at a time that you really need it. Sometimes it's getting a little herb to be able to expand your mind. We all have some form of medicine for ourselves when we find ourselves hurting emotionally and spiritually. And so that song is about reminding us of that. There's a quotation that says that he who sings prays twice. I do believe that there's a song for all of us that has the capacity to soothe us, to calm us, to make us feel great, good, valued. There's a way in which song brings forward the human emotion in a way that is very special. So this is part of my effort to be able to put something in the world that might be a healing tool for somebody. Carol B. Bell, Ashe Cultural Arts Center co-founder, poet, essayist, and now singer-songwriter. This has been fun. Thank you so much, Diane. Carol B. Bell's first collection of music, Medicine Bag, A Prescription for Healing, can be heard on Spotify, Apple Music, and YouTube. The CD is also available at the Ashe Cultural Arts Center and at carol at akua, A-K-U-A, productions, nola.org. WWNO in New Orleans and WRKF in Baton Rouge. You're listening to Louisiana Considered. I'm Diane Mack. Thanks to our guests, Queen of Bounce, Big Frida, and Ashe Cultural Arts Center co-founder and singer-songwriter Carol B. Bell. Our managing producer is Alana Schreiber, and our digital editor is Caitlin Umholtz. 
Our engineers are Garrett Pittman and Aubrey Procell. You can listen to Louisiana Considered Monday through Friday at noon and 7.30 p.m. It's available on Spotify, Google Play, and wherever you get your podcasts. Major support for Louisiana Considered provided by Rouse's Markets, a Louisiana shopping experience, with additional support from Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation.